It just it Turn just happened. Turn the sound on your phone off, Mikey. No. Don't tell me what to do. You're not my real dad. Oh yeah, there's no music going. Music. That's not what your mom said. Hey, I actually got a loving text from my mother today. Aww. Um, yeah, I told her to. Shut up. <laughs> Ruining everything. But, but um, I told her I told her I was going to the dispensary, and then she didn't really understand why. And then I talked about like how she's been super healthy like my entire life. And then I explained to her why I like going to the dispensary and why I like eating edibles. And then like after the conversation was over, uh, she sent me a text. She's like, you know what, son? I'm really proud of you. I love you. And I was like, you're crying. Yeah, that's nice. It's always nice when you make Mama Bear proud. Yeah. Um, Especially when it comes to your... I'm glad you clarified that you eat edibles and didn't use them as suppositories. (laughs) (laughs) It might work. What's it? We lost our... our... (laughs) (laughs) What happened? (laughs) Okay. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this guy. Oh no, I don't like that. <laughs> Sweet swash woman. Hit him, Jartan. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Ben Podcast. My name is Short, and I'm joined with by Mikey, Brana, and Cortez, and an invisible Wayne, which is very pleasant, I have mm-hmm. to say. Uh, it's Thursday, children, and welcome back. It's been a long week. Uh, I don't care what you've been doing, so I'm not even going to ask. But we do have a guest. Shut up. We do have a guest. Dan. Hello. Oh, welcome to the pen. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Well, great now. (laughs) Yeah. After some uh, technical glitches and whatever, we're we're ready to go. I'm I'm excited. Good. Tell us a bit about yourself, dude. Yeah, so um, I am good friends with Wayne. I get, well, yeah, good friends with Wayne. We met through uh, just random uh, connection at a uh, Muse concert in London a couple couple years ago and just clicked right off the bat. And um, I've been living and working in Nashville, Tennessee for the last three years as a uh, musician. Awesome. Um, yeah, yeah, working, making my way through the scene and grinding it out. Um, and also just recently put out a uh, my first ever or my first um, self-published uh, poetry book entitled Rebirth, um, which is available on Amazon. Shameless plug. Um, no, 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 no. That's what we do. No, <laughs> let me. I'm gonna. Gr- no shame. Uh, give me the. We give me the title. The yeah, and I'll get the title yeah. in the chat for you. Yeah. Uh, re- rebirth. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, just been busy with that and, uh, keeping my, keeping my head down when, uh, what's up? Oh, here we go. So Wayne, if you're going to interrupt, make sure it's good because you're so delayed that it takes a second for everyone else to hear the interruption. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so, so everything's been, everything is, uh, been going good all things considered with uh covid times and whatnot um so just yeah so then like, when we met back in two years ago yeah math is hard 
I wasn't trying to interrupt. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Are you are you not talking or are we just losing you, Wayne? I can't tell right now. Okay, we lost Wayne. I think we lost Wayne. Uh, we lost Wayne. So how how did so you guys met at the Muse concert? Like uh, yeah yeah we we met. Um, so I just it was my first uh, my first time going abroad, um, and I I went so I did a solo trip through Scotland for a couple weeks, and then was in Liverpool for a few days, and London for about five days. Um, in my last day in London, I'm I'm, con I'm concerned about the delay because I don't know how long the delay is. It's pretty long. <laughs> Here, here's how we test this. All right, Wayne, as soon as I'm done saying this sentence, say your name. Oh, that's staggering. Oh, we can't do that. <laughs> oh, boy. Oof. Ooh, buddy. Oh, that's it's almost comical now. I kind of want to see how long it is. It's, it's like a it's like, over 30 seconds, dude. He might as well just be watching the live feed. That's only eight seconds. Oh man, oh, poor Wayne. 40. <laughs> Wayne. Oh my god, <laughs> it's 42 fucking seconds. Wow, boy, oh boy. The delay is forty-two seconds. Wayne, you. Well, how know. about how about I just put a little statement in and then step right back out and let you guys handle it from there. All right. Oh, he won't hear that for another fucking two minutes. Why the fuck did that? It's it's like communicating with somebody on another planet. It's like you send a message, turn left, turn left, and then you have to wait forty-five minutes for the message to get there. They have to receive it, and then it's forty-five minutes to get back. So we're talking about, boy. Let me get this in the chat though. I did find it on Amazon. It's uh fourteen ninety nine, so not reasonably not. priced. Yeah. <laughs> and since I've I know only so few people who um have things published in Amazon. Do you see like any of that, or is it all just eaten up by them printing the book and doing all that stuff? Do, do you does that help you to do that, or is there a better way of like if I want to help somebody who's writing? Is buying the book the best way or is there another route that I should take? I would say definitely buying the book is the best way because I do see there is um, a decent amount of royalties actually surprisingly slow, surprisingly so that I will uh, that I would get from uh, sales okay. through Amazon. Um, they do. I mean, they do take away some of it, obviously, for like the printing and like the distribution cost and like marketing and stuff. But as like a. Uh, my first time completely novice to like the self-publishing and uh, world and writing a book and everything um, I would say, and also not having like my own um, website or any like right. social media as like an artist page. It, it is um, I do get um, some type of a royalty kickback, which is nice. And I would recommend um first time self publishing artists to to look at your options but definitely look at Amazon um it's called KDP Kindle Direct Publishing that's their self publishing arm mm -hmm. and to to look at that um as an option um i know Barnes and Nobles has a good option too 
and there's there's a couple other ones like through Apple Books and stuff, but Amazon just like it made the most sense too regionally, like living in the US because everybody uses Amazon. <laughs> so I, it's like, I did not get three Amazon packages this morning. How dare you? Yeah, How dare exactly. you even insinuate that there was three boxes when I woke up today? <laughs> right. And like for better I mean, for better or worse, everybody uses Amazon. And so like I definitely like, you know, I'm I have uh certain feelings about using them but at the same time like it's i i think they've they've worked well with me so far so it's, Nece it's been... necess necessary evil there you go yep cool, cool. all right cool so well anyways welcome to the bin and we're glad to have you thank you we thank do you. usually start our show with a little game that i call what are we drinking oh shit <laughs> i'm a drink <laughs> 60 episodes. Wow. I thought we knew what we were doing, Mikey. So, <sighs> uh, yeah. That went well. <laughs> Let's start with Brenna. Brenna, what are you drinking? I'm uh, drinking some sparkling water. This is strawberry flavored, and uh, it's quite delicious. Good. Dan, what are you having, my good friend? I've got uh, straight up water out of my hydro flask. That's super boring. <laughs> Having your own um, hydro flask is very dad core. That's oh, one hundred percent. I'm yeah. I'm a dad without kids. I already yeah. know it. <laughs> it's very dad core. It's like you, you just need you know those those pans with like the patches on and yeah yes yep. you you got <clears throat> Cortez my man what you what what's in your cup tonight. Well, today for you, anyways. Classic American cola beverage with ice. Um, <laughs> I, I actually couldn't find anything to drink, Chartan, but I did find this bag I got from the dispensary. Oh, no. <laughs> this can't be good. Well, let's see here. We got uh, the, the credible edible, incredibles, a strawberry crunch. Bar. I got that one. Okay. Oh, the key lime pie crunch bar, white chocolate. That's a classic. Ooh, and summer peach cannabis infused gummy. Delish. So, so they have like summer flavors and stuff, like seasonal stuff. Oh, look! Look at the. It, I feel like I'm on the beach, man. It's it's great. <laughs> got a little setting sun. Oh, yeah, no, I, uh, as we talked about, uh, because I'm scared of needles, I, I've never tried my own. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wouldn't know what you're on about. Petrified. I'm petrified. <laughs> they, they, they frighten me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and me, I'm having tea. Yeah, just make sure you blow into the blow into the wine so that people think it's real coffee. Maybe. Just blow into the wine. It's not wine. Sure it's not. It's beer. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, that's a cool mug you got there. Who's on that mug? I don't know. Let's see. Anybody recognize these two? Uh Friends of the show. Look at how cute they are. Jesse and Brittany, Francis show I, from the I Taxi with Dollar More podcast. Nope. Uh, 
Nope. That's not the I name of the show. Podcasts. I doubt it. They changed it to include Brittany E. Page. Sorry. <laughs> Excuse me. Correction. Didn't you get your new yeah. stickers? Nope. Oh, I did. I even I even rejoined their Patreon. Well, I would send you some of mine, but I don't want to. Um, yeah. So interview time. You're a musician. Uh-huh. Uh huh. What do you play? No, uh, I wanted. You were supposed to ask me about my week first. All right, fine, fine, fine. I, no, no, no. Let's no, what, no, no. No one cares about Dan's musicianship. What did you do this <laughs> week, Jardin? <laughs> no, I don't matter. He's only here this week. So. No, he's here this week to hear what Jartan did last week. That's the only yeah. reason he's here. <laughs> that's what that's what Wayne specifically told me to be here for. <laughs> he's like, yeah, yeah, I know, like, I know this Norwegian guy. That, he, he's gonna ask you about your week. On all, all our invitations, uh, like RSVP, are you willing to listen to a crazy Norwegian talk about <laughs> shit for twenty minutes? Yes, one hundred percent. Yes. And what vehicle he destroyed this week? So, <laughs> so the obvious question is. What vehicle did you destroy this week? <laughs> so, to tell this story, we will have to. Um, uh, oh, sorry, wrong. Let's do. Let's. We have to get the right picture. So, uh, there we go. And also, hello, Manya. What's up, uh, Q or K? Uh, what's up, Simply Secular Dave? And it, hey, Tim Bristol. How y'all doing? So I was invited for Easter to celebrate Easter with friends of the show Emma and Dr. Emma and Drew. And let's say it went a bit so-and-so. So on my way up, I received this picture. Ooh. We're ready for you. That's my oh. snowmobile. It was very beautiful up there. Really nice. Fantastic. Is that, um, I have a question. Is that like a frozen yeah. lake or is that just a field? Yep. No, that's a frozen lake. Oh, wow. Oh, you can open up on there. Yeah. <laughs> no so trees you really to hit. <laughs> you really can't because the friction makes your mats go array. Your so what? anyways, uh, yeah. So yeah, they, they melt and then they break. The mats? Is that the yeah. tread? The, the little tank tread? The track. The oh, track. okay. Hey, what's up, Blue? Uh, so, as you know, um, Emma and Drew bought a snowmobile as well. So we then the first day we were gonna, I was there that we were gonna go out, and um, I came around a corner and I found this. Ooh. What? So that is basically uh, Drew botching it while the kids were sitting in that little oh no trolley back there. Oh. Uh, and he, well, he got it pretty far down. Uh, let's see. I think I had another picture of it. Uh, uh, uh no. I yeah, think there you go. I think he wrecked it, and he's just trying to use Drew as a scapegoat. And it was very convenient uh, that Drew was no, there. No, no. I, I, I was, I was not, I was not the one who wrecked it. Uh, actually, Drew did it. Uh, so, but we got it out of this hole. And then I told Drew, hey, go down. You see that little field in front of him there? Mm -hmm. uh, I told him, go down there, turn around, and then come back to get your 
you know, the the sled that you pulled behind it. He went down there, and then this happened. Oh. So it was stuck again. Was that a polar cat? <laughs> uh, it's an Arctic cat. Arctic cat. No, I actually have a video of when I got it up the first time. So basically, oh, this is what gee. it is. Tons of mice get them. Got to be careful with your speech. What? Show me the video. I'll show you the video the first time I got it up. Oh, tons of mice is going to get that one. Uh, uh, oh, no, you're funny. I'll get it. All Don't right. worry, tons. I got you. So, this is how it looked like when you try to get a snowmobile out of the snow. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Woo yeah. Uh, so as you can see, we got it out of the snow, and it got stuck again. And then the throttle wire went to shit. The what? The throttle wire. You know, oh. you have a you have a you have a thumb throttle on I got a sled. You. I got you. And the wire uh, that connects that to the engine went. So that's what I'm doing here. I'm taking the wire off. And this took quite some time, and I had to drive 670 kilometers, which is about 400 miles to get a new one. Yes, that I'm, was fun. I don't know that we should have BenCon anymore, because if Jartan's going to be there <laughs> and there's going to be any kind of motor vehicles to like get there, yeah. or, or heaven forbid we have to go from like one place to another place, I can't... He's not driving. Uh, so no. basically, what you what you see here is me dismantling their entire snowmobile to get to the throttle wire and change that out. But we uh, did get it out. There it is, all fixed and all was good. And then we were going back, and of course that went well as well. What what was the temperature? Ah, it was only a couple of degrees below freezing. So this is on our way back. Uh -uh. Oh. <laughs> and then I got stuck. Oh. Uh. A few times. So this is fun for you guys. <laughs> yes. No, this is a mode of transportation. <laughs> but I mean, what are you going to uh, do with the frozen lake? There's nothing to do there. Just stay your ass at home. Go on Netflix. <laughs> Okay. Is it, isn't there moose or something there? Yeah, just ride them. Ride. There's yeah, and I, 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 downs. I actually got a very good uh, film of a moose while we were there. Uh, that was just running around the cabin. Yeah. Oh, that's terrifying. Uh, that's absolutely <laughs> terrifying. So, I have an unhealthy fear of niece. Niece. <laughs> so, this is basically me trying to get my sled out. Look at this moose. Wow. This is a great video. Oh, give me a second. There you go. Sounds like a moose. The mating call of the North Atlantic <laughs> meese. Exactly. <laughs> Mm-hmm. 
god. Oh, oh my uh, god. Uh, you got I don't that looks like so much not fun. <laughs> it is so fun. It is so fun. Like if it takes you, me like how long did it take you to like did he fix his internet? No. Or uh, Wayne. So yeah, but the last picture I'm gonna show you because it was amazing up there. Uh it's such a nice place. Uh um, let's see. I know I'm not sharing screen anymore. Sorry. Uh, Brenna and Kristen, your this girlfriend is Jenna is here. From, this is the sunset seen from the um, from the cabin. That's beautiful. The mountains you see in the back there are the are in actually Norway. Mm. Uh, and it was fantastic. And for the last slideshow. Yeah, well, that went well as well. Here you have Emma and Drew's kids having a ball, and here's the gang. How long is my delay? We don't know. We don't know. When you hear this, say your name. See? This is what, see everybody, these are the effects of Brexit that they don't tell you about. <laughs> this is what happens when you leave the European Union. The internet the goes. Food, <laughs> the lots of jobs. No, no, it's the internet that goes. Yeah. They always take the internet first. Severe throttling of the internet. <laughs> no. Now there's only one internet. <laughs> A single man. <laughs> single <laughs> between the lot of them he's got the timer going so anyway now that we've regaled mr shatan on his stories of his frozen north northedness dan you're a musician what do you do in the band what do you play what's your band give us a little rundown on that maybe yeah yeah absolutely so my main the main instrument is drums um i've been doing that for probably 15 years now or so um awesome. yeah yeah i play a little guitar too but i never played guitar out live i use it more as like a writing a means tool to, yeah exactly a writing tool and a little bit of vocals too i've i've uh sang in a in a couple different groups but it was more just like co-leads i was never doing like straight up like front man kind of stuff um but yeah mainly drums um and doing a lot of like when before covid um i was doing a lot of gigging down on um broad it's called broadway which is like nashville's like touristy mm -hmm. strip basically um so i was in a covers group playing down there about anywhere from two to sometimes four nights a week but that was kind of rare because i'd work in a full-time job as well um what, wait, but, wait 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 was it like a themed cover band no, no, no. I oh, mean, man. I um, uh, maybe in the future. Um, but no, it was just like doing straight up like a lot of rock covers with like some some pop and of course some country since we're in Nashville. Um, you have to do do some country for the kiddies. Um, <laughs> and so but and then I was playing drums also for an original artist. Um, but his name's Eric per Eric Perrion. He's a really, really good songwriter, singer-songwriter. 
um, and I was playing drums for his band um, called Just Saints. Um, and we were doing that. It was, I had only played in, in his group for a couple months though. And then COVID kicked off and just kind of killed ah. everything. <laughs> but um, yeah, looking to, looking to get back out there. Um, and this, as uh, things continue to hopefully progress with uh, loosening restrictions and more people getting vaccinated and stuff just kind of naturally opening back up again. Um, hopefully sometime in the summer, fall, looking at. Yeah. Somebody's blowing oh. up. That better be the wanker. <laughs> yeah, it is the wanker. Uh, but I hung up on him so he can call Poor you instead. Wanker. Call me. Why's he calling me? Uh, okay. Uh, all right. I'll do it. I'll call him back. Check the side chat, Mikey. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I got it. I got it. I, I can do it. Oh, um, tell him to call you on Discord and then share your screen of Discord. Yeah, no, I, uh, I got it here. Cool. You got it? Technical issues. This has been, I mean, I, I'm so glad we named the episode what we did. <laughs> what's, what's the name? What could go wrong? Um, it's, I'm bringing I'm bringing bad juju into the uh, the bin. I'm sorry. No, oh, this, no. no, this is all Wayne's fault, and, and since he's not here to, no, he's not here to defend himself. Yeah, he he makes just, a perfect scapegoat. Like, just, yeah, every everyone just take just take pot shots at Wayne. No, I I woke up this morning and I'm walking down the stairs and I stub my toe on some molding. That's Wayne's fault. <laughs> He did it's that. It's Wayne's fault that I had to get the COVID shot today. It Thanks. is. Thanks, Wayne. Thanks, Lord Wanker. It's Wayne's fault that uh, my allergies are so horrible right now. That's yeah. Wayne's fault. I can't breathe outside because of all the stuff that grows there. And then I have two <laughs> cats on the, in the inside, uh, inside the house that I'm allergic to. So I have strong meds that I have to take every day. And it's for the all Wayne's fault. And, and, and if it fault. weren't for Wayne, I wouldn't have to do that. <laughs> I mean, it's so bad. It's Wayne's fault that it's gloomy and raining here today. <laughs> it was supposed to be sunny, but then Wayne happened. Well, <laughs> did it? Did it? Did it? Wank outside of Essex. <laughs> gross. Gross. Just, just gross. <laughs> You're gross. He's gross. That's gross. Just gross. <laughs> wow. Bunch, bunch of grossies. Um, Jarthan, have you ever played an instrument? No, <laughs> never. Those are, those guitars in the background. Like are just, one. Those are for show. Those are decorative <laughs> guitars. Yeah, decorative. collectibles. De even like, yeah, you don't touch them. Even aesthetically better, pleasing. Even better. Even better. They're not even really there as part of his green screen. <laughs> I'm on a, a sign stage in Florida for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> he's in the same the studio they shot the he's on the same studio they shot the matrix <laughs> and the moon landing <laughs> and the moon landing actually yeah all right cool Con uh, coincidence wayne's i don't believe in the wrong. all right okay wayne's in the wrong okay cool yeah let's see if we can get sounds about right yeah. Uh, all right. I have to take. I have to get headphones can on. You, can you? Can uh, you? I like how you gave Dan Russell Wayne's spot up there. Yeah. Figured it was yep. only right. 
the new. I Wayne. mean, his internet works at least. The new and improved Wayne. <laughs> Plus, I was I as the producer, I reserve that spot for people who like the muse, and that's that's the muse <laughs> corner of the show. I keep everyone yeah. in that box. Well, you're in luck, my friend, right oh, here. Oh, no. oh no, breaking it out. There See, you go. we replaced Wayne, and I like it. Uh, ver- version 2.0 and improved. <laughs> 100% less wanker. <laughs> I think we're keeping this one. <laughs> if you care, Wayne, you go with Wayne, Dan Russell. Go away, come. Oh, thank you, Tutsi. Oh, no, he can just stay where he's at. <laughs> oh, oh, he's trying to get it set up. Um, so we give Wayne tons of shit for his absolute obsession with that band. Absolute obsession. Are you equally as not so crazy? No. Or you're just no. like you just like, oh, I really want to go abroad and see a really good show. We gave yeah. Wayne his own term. He's a muse sexual. Sexual, I like that. No, I am not. I'm not um, as big of a fanboy as he is, though. I am a fan. I'm. I am a fanboy. Definitely. I love Muse. I love their music. There. It's been very. It's very uh, um, influential to me in my own playing too. But no, I'm. I don't have the full. The full uh, sleeve. Sleeve. And <laughs> but I think it's sweet though. Like I mean, if there's a band to geek out on, like. That's awesome. Yeah, it's not like he. I just like that video with the robots. Yeah, of and the it... up, uprising. Yes. Yeah. And, and it's not like he got like a Nickelback sleeve, because then he yeah. ha- there would be no saving him at that point. <laughs> well, very he... very War of the Worlds like. I mean, if he had that, I wouldn't be on this podcast right now. <laughs> Neither would he. <laughs> Neither yeah, would he. Podcast. <laughs> yeah. Look at this photograph. Yeah. I like how there's just a floating head on Jupiter now. <laughs> My shirt is green, and, and I and I and I was like, oh, I'll just wear a hoodie over the top of it. I am very warm. That <laughs> that is not it happening. Happens. Happens. Well, when Brenda's around, Aww. these things do happen. There she is. There she is. <laughs> Sorry, throw. I'm admiring myself. <laughs> <laughs> I look good, y'all. Oh, you know what? And this is one of my favorite, like, I usually do this when I'm, like, training people at work, and I have to, like, hang out with them for several hours, and I don't want it to be awkward. One of my favorite questions to ask people is, I'm going to let you have use of my time machine. You get to go to any concert ever. Which one are you going to? Um, that's really tough. Here, here, I'll, I'll make it easier for you. Brenna, you go first. <laughs> okay. Oh, wow, that's frightening. Um, I don't know. Uh, um, I don't know. Give me, come back to me. I think I've got mine. I just um, have to think about this for a second. I would. My so like my ride or die band is Foo Fighters. That's my number one. So I would probably go. I would see their uh, Wembley show in like 2007. I think that's what I would go to, to see. Okay. Either it, that or, oof, that or I would definitely like have to see Led Zeppelin at some point. That's what I'm saying. Like, can you pass mm. up the Zepp? Right. Exactly. Or like Nirvana at Reading. I don't know. <laughs> like Ozzy in the 80s. 
Sounds about to be a kick ass show. The one where specifically where he bit the head off the bat. <laughs> He is. He has to be COVID proof. Like, there's no <laughs> way. <laughs> Wuhan, my ass. Get the fuck yeah. out of here. Then get that marijuana needle away from me. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I should. I'm gonna change the name of the episode to Marijuana Needles. <laughs> That'll be good. So when I, when I share it to my to my family, they can they'll they'll love it. Oh yeah, don't share this with your family because yeah, we are going, yeah. we curse incessantly. <laughs> We've lost a lot of sponsorships over that. Uh, Brenna, it looks like you got your answer. What you got? What you got for me? I I think I want to go back to my first concert that I went to, which was Bare Naked Ladies in Irvine. Um, I unfortunately that it was my first concert that I went to, and I had my I had to go to the optometrist before that, so my eyes were dilated. And I was like, I was like 12. (laughs) (laughs) And so I'm standing there surrounded by all these like, like older guys and my eyes were dilated. So it looked like I was completely stoned, but I was this kid. (laughs) (laughs) So I would go back and actually enjoy seeing them clearly. And especially back with when, when Steve Page was there. Um, instead of being kicked out. So uh, that's what I would do. I love Bare Naked Ladies. Who doesn't? They're fantastic. I mean, I don't, but... <laughs> no, that's a, that's a good shout. And especially, I think, especially now, um, and Dan, you can speak on this, a lot of bands are doing, like, full album shows. Or mm-hmm. and and now since COVID, um, I've watched. I don't know if anybody remembers the starting line, which was my favorite band in high school. I remember them. Uh, was it Best of Me? Wasn't that their yeah, big one? Yeah, Dan is my homie for life. Um, <laughs> yeah, they they did. I think it was maybe like two months ago. It was like fifteen mm-hmm. bucks, and they were just in like a production studio, and they played all of um, "Say It Like You Mean It" and. Like they had three different shows and they performed three full albums and it, it was about an hour or whatever it was. And they just played the whole thing and you got this and they had just, uh, uh, but they just had like cameras set up in there. So it's, yeah. 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 yeah I saw uh, bands doing that. Um, quite a bit. Like, I think, uh, I was bummed. I missed it. I know. Did you ever get into Bayside at all? that group yes i have uh-huh. their fucking the didn't they have the the it was like a yellow snare drum or something with like a white background on their uh, cd i can't remember if that was not oh, on the, like on the actual cd on the because i remember going to best buy and they were out of something i was like give these guys a shot and i was like these are, these guys are awesome yeah yeah they did it was like the 10th anniversary of their album killing time so they did that one front to back um, but I was bummed I missed that one. Uh, but I've seen a couple others. Like um, I'm a big like Biffy Clyro fan too, so I was like listening. Cool. Uh, they did like a some some like live stream kind of at the beginning or like onset of COVID that was pretty sweet. Um, and to just just having to that you do what you got to do, you know, as a musician during uh, this these times. Um, because I know for a lot of musicians, like they they make the album and that's fine especially for bands they make the album that's fine they make some money off that but the majority of their income is from touring 
Exactly. It's, it's, it's from ticket sales and yep. t-shirts and sweaters and hats and stickers. Merchandise. Yeah, mm. that merch is what like feeds you. Like yep. the the record contract kind of pays for your instruments. But yeah, yeah. All, all the rest of it you got to kind of got to got to earn on. Do I get to use your time machine too? Yeah, yeah, hit it. I'm going back to Bob Marley and the Wailers Smile for Jamaica. I believe it was 1978 or was it 73? Hmm. Either it was either 78 or 73, but that concert was the concert where he um he had just had survived the assassination attempt on his life where him and his wife got shot in the head. Mm. And uh, he went on stage after being shot and, uh, and saying uh, uh, ambush in the night for the first time because he wrote it the night beforehand after getting shot. Wow. I would love to be at that concert. I, that would have been, been amazing. I mean, you guys have provided some very strong answers, but I have the best answer. There's no answer better than Bob Marley in the way there after that. Uh, Michael Jackson, the summer that Thriller came out. I mean, I can I can vibe with that, but it doesn't have the gravity. There was the pyro. There was pyrotechnics. It, but he didn't survive. A, a, he wasn't on stage with two bullets in his body. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he had third degree burns on his scalp from a Pepsi commercial. That's because he had a Jerry curl. You see, we don't do that no more. <laughs> now that Jerry juice is highly flammable. <laughs> his soul was definitely trying to glow was, at that point. No, no, no. Come on, come on. Spinal Tap blew up their drummer. Like, you can't beat that. <laughs> True. Well, I mean, you could have been at the concert when Dimebag Darrell got shot, too. That was, that was, that was very, 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 very pivotal. That's gnarly. In, in music. That, There's like, a lot of good concerts, man. <laughs> a lot of good concerts from the past. Like even yeah. the first Woodstock would have been excellent for everybody. I, yeah. I was usually everybody cheats and they say Woodstock. So then I make them pick a day and then I make them pick a band to miss. Oh, see that's the yeah. problem. Nobody wants to miss any. Yeah, of that. Because, so they'll say Woodstock. I'm like, okay, so you just picked fifty five thousand bands. Yeah, <laughs> nice, like nice everyone and their mother cheater. played at Woodstock. Dude. Everybody. No, no, no. Woodstock 1969 was not like a lot of bands. It was one stage for four days. You Non-stop. could see everything. That was a well. No, that's cheating. That's a you can't have a three day concert be your answer to the question. That that betrays the spirit of the question. You're supposed no, to choose four days. Hey, uh, well, yeah. And it wasn't supposed to be free. It was only because you know people tore down the fences and ran in there like, oh fuck. Well, we can't ask you know half a million people to just fuck off. Let's just <laughs> have at it. It's free or, now. Or, yeah. or another great answer I've heard is Live Aid. Live Aid, yeah, like mm. specifically Queen, like their mm. show. Yeah. I was going to say, too, like Monsters of Rock in Moscow. It was like a million people. <laughs> what? Who? who, who it was is like, that is true. That is true. Like Metallica, ACDC, Guns N' Roses. Oh, uh, shit. They tried to break the earth. Pan- Pantera. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it was nuts. Just like... The like the one that everybody gravitates to is like the Metallica one, like the video or whatever of them playing that playing Before there. And it's just like, they were jerks. Yeah, but <laughs> if if, it's like, if I had to choose like one concert that I would really like like wouldn't have missed if I was you know young back in the sixties, it was it would be 
uh, Rolling Stones live at the Aldermont just to watch Hell's Angels beat the shit out of hippies. Oof. Yeah. Like that, that, that would be that would be a good time for me. I was just sitting on the grassy knoll going like, yeah. Now <laughs> <laughs> uh, that got out of control quick. Speaking of <laughs> grassy knolls, you know what? I'm not even gonna finish that statement. No. <laughs> um, no, no, and here's, no, no. So, so no. I don't. Moving I have, on. I haven't talked with everybody about this yet. But I've been thinking of having like for at least our audio segment of the show, having like some sort of like a, a recorded voice intro thing. There's this little thing called Cameo. And we can afford it. Get Lupe Fiasco record our intro. No one cares. All right. And on that <laughs> I, box, I actually so. care because I got a person. I don't know who that is. I oh, got a personal message from Mick Foley, and I absolutely enjoyed it. So I like Cameo now. That's who you should have do your your opening is Mick Foley. <laughs> I love Mick Foley. He's, he is so cool. Like, So the person that got me the Cameo message paid for like a one-minute message, right? Mick Foley wrote me like an eight-minute message. Aw. Like, I'm talking about this thing was long, bro. Like, I, I shed real human tears. I, 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 I screenshotted like. Yeah, I screenshotted the shit out of your face because I'm gonna uh, uh, Photoshop that into the crying Jordan face as soon as I had the time. Um, but I watched it and I was choking up. I was like, "This dude is awesome." What a, is the shit, man? What a mensch! What an absolute. I always mensch. liked him, and then like I, I miss going to like the, the the conventions. That's one of the things that like COVID took from us as conventions, right? Mm-hmm. Like I've been stuck here in this Middle Earth place that we live in um i'm not doxing myself today um and uh can you not dox me either please that would be great i think about it <laughs> uh, <laughs> um I, I don't live down the street anymore so they, they, could, they couldn't get a stop so, <laughs> so um i missed that Look, i've been stuck here not not being able to do any of my international football, so I haven't been able to play any any teams from anywhere, and um, I haven't been able to travel or go to any of these conventions and meet these people. Because so I think the common misconception is that celebrities are jerks, and that uh, a lot of them are, but then a lot of them are like Mick Foley, where like they're just regular people, just got famous doing what they like to do. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like yeah, I'm famous, but it's kind of like I'm not wanting to be famous for anything other than being who I am. You know, and that's I think that's kind of that's kind of admirable because he's not the type of person where he's just like, oh, give me money. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, oh, you gave me some money, so I'm going to give you more than what you pay for. And it's that was really cool because he didn't have to do that at all. Right. We should have uh, Dan on with my brother sometime. That would be fun. Yeah, I should be I on that show. show. I'd be on that show. What? Yeah, like after your weird reaction to my brother the last time i think that we're going to keep you out of it me and him are buds we're friends ish ish yeah he said something (laughs) all right wayne can you hear everyone no i can only hear you can you hear them now no you guys say something 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 Okay, so he can't hear you guys. All right, go back to stage. Uh, that means no, we can still talk crazy about him. We can talk all types of crazy about him. He won't hear it. No, he's oh, still in the chat, dude. Like, he's... Wayne, why did you hang up? Damn it, Wayne. <laughs> you know Wayne's not good with technology. He might have. 
We might have rage quit at this point. I would have. Wayne's not good at just answering a phone and staying on the line. Wayne had a rotary phone until last year. You all know that already. He has a rotary cell phone. <laughs> really? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. But he would. <laughs> no, because of Brexit, his yeah. cell phone <laughs> wears two t- uh, weighs here, two yeah. tons and it runs on diesel. So it like has it like the <laughs> long core for diesel generator on back. The technology just reverted. The, the EU just <laughs> the power yeah. for the, yeah. for the whole country. <laughs> yeah. We're like you guys. Just disconnect from the Yeah, we're we're like the Bolsheviks over here now. There we go. Wayne, welcome. <laughs> Whatever it takes, I guess. What a cry. <laughs> <laughs> some tears, volume, because you're kind of. Kinda not the loudest. I think I can control your volume through Discord. This is such a mess. This is a mess. Horrible. <laughs> Tons of mice just right. The call is coming from inside the chat. The call is coming from inside the chat. <laughs> that's, that's that's actually pretty good. Oh my god. I've got I've got mics over here, pop shields over there. Maybe Wayne should do the mid roll. Every fucking way. No, let, let's do that while Mike is doing this. Uh, let's do a swish, swish, swish. And let's do... yeah. yeah, you got this for me? Tell the people. Yes, I got it. Thank you. Tell the people what they got to do. There we go. What? No. Okay. No. Everybody else, leave. <laughs> this is my part of the show. Okay, okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, hi, everybody. Um... As you uh, well know, we are doing the Bin Podcast, and there's there's one big way to, to support us. So first off, you are going to go to patreon.com slash the Bin Podcast, and you're going to become a patron. If you are currently a patron, uh, let's um, let's let's make sure everything is up to date. Your your uh, shipping address, your email address, everything needs to be up to date. Um, I'm uh, kind of upset because uh, we still don't have any new patrons. So um, we definitely want to thank our current patrons for their ongoing support. And um, there's some, some other ways to help us. You can like us. You can subscribe to us. You can share our videos. You can, like right now, if you haven't already liked our current video, whether it's on YouTube um, or on Twitch uh, and, on, and on Facebook, and just join join in on the, the bin. We have uh, some great uh, supporters that are in the chat. Hey, everybody. Hey. You can... You can see me. Um, Would you like and, to know who's there? As, uh, opposed, as opposed to reading all the people on Patreon, perhaps I'll just give you some of the the, the long-time the chatters. Highlight. The highlights of the today's highlight. chatter. Um, Kay Eris, Manya, Tim Bristol, Blue, that blue one, uh, Jenna, who needs to stay away from my woman, uh, with Brenna. Ooh, who's that? <laughs> no, 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 we're not doing that. Uh, uh, oh, Ease, is, Ease is here. What up, Ease? Amherst CPA. 
Um, doorknob head, you crazy bastard. Uh, Tobin, what up? Wanye Maker? Wanye. Hmm, never heard that name before. Wanye. Wayne. Wayne Maker's in there. What? Uh, uh, oh, that be me. <laughs> and tons of mine. Right. As always. Yes. Yeah, and, and as you can see, we really need to go to patreon.com slash submit podcast and put your pledges in so we can, you know, you know, get a cable from the real world over to an island in the Atlantic that nobody cares about anymore. <laughs> so they have yeah. internet again. Yeah, they need internet. They're 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 wasting away. Clearly they're struggling. They are there's there's something happening over there and we are not aware of it because we have no way of knowing what the world is like. That's that what they do. Tiny, That's what they do. The first thing you do is they, they cut off they cut off uh, communication first. That's how they trap uh -huh. them in there and get them. Mm -hmm. You were about to say circulation, weren't you? I don't know what I was trying to say, to tell you the truth. Well, All of my so, THC right, uh, must be kicking in. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what that is. I don't put stuff up my nose. Um, <laughs> but, uh, like, let, let's get back to that. So, your book. Uh -huh. How did you come up with writing? It was poetry, right? Yep. How did you figure out, like, hey, I'm going to do poetry? Yeah, so, I, I mean, I've always been pretty... Or I mean, since high school, really been I had I kept journals writing different like short stories or poems, and uh, and I was always in like in and out of different bands. I was kind of um, either like a co collaborator or the primary lyricist for for lyrics in the original music, and so I I guess it's just always been something that um, I've gravitated towards, like in terms of writing and putting. Um, stuff down um emo like emotion like emotions and different stuff down through through writing and trying to make make sense of different things in the, in that uh medium so yeah okay and now so it's self-published yep mm -hmm. oh shit uh oh oh look <laughs> at him <laughs> dun 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 Who's that guy? Oh. <laughs> it's only now slightly delayed. It's a lot less, I'll say that. Yeah, and this um this is an iPad I shouldn't be using. But... He's not like on the internet or anything, dude. No, I will Thank you, Sienna, for uh, allowing your dad to use uh, his iPad. Thanks, baby your there. IPad. You are amazing and beautiful and wonderful. And that's because I allowed her to get her ears pierced yesterday. <laughs> Seems like just yesterday Whoa. she was drooling on the wing. We were trying to sit down and look at her. She should get a job and move out probably like, what do you think, next week, week after? <laughs> As you can see, Dan, we are going to talk at this interview thing. Hey, that's all right, man. I'm, I'm here for the ride. I'm enjoying it. <laughs> I, was, I was just waiting to see... Uh, um, now, now I'm finally here. Yes, progress. <laughs> uh, in, in terms of work, I would say so. <laughs> it went three seconds to like a 10-second delay, maybe. Okay. 
um, yeah, but the thing is, and apparently today we didn't do anything about it. So I came home, started doing my, my job. And I was like, oh, I think it's a good show. Set my mind up, set my stuff up. Oh, the internet don't work at the minute. <laughs> You're telling me that now? Um, yeah, so I literally an artist. So I don't know everybody that the internet is uh, not great at the moment. So I'm here on that. Full trade. Yeah. Alright, Wayne, Wayne, you're making my PC right now. So, um, you have any, any, any uh, great lead-in questions that we can uh, spur a conversation off of with Mr. Dan? Yeah, um, Dan, I want to know, you're tripping around Europe and, and how you play everything. Um, you were some, what place like, for you just, just to do that? Because that's not anything I'm supposed to do. And, like, the, the game we were at, you was, you was on your top and love each other. So, so well, it was like, don't do it back, under my sucker. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is what you to do that? And then, like, see, like, and, like, set yourself up there and stuff. Like, little creepy world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, um, I just, uh, I guess I have a spirit. I just wanted to, and I've always really wanted to see Scotland as a age because, like, um, I've been in the country, um, and I have, like, uh, my mom as a family, like, there's a decent amount of Scottish heritage, like, with her, um, her maiden name being Macbeth is like if you go through the lineage, like there's some, there's some pretty like clan ties to like um like a like a uh I think it's Mac Macbeth clan. So I was very fascinated by that. I just wanna, I just want to get love uh, among many because like I wanted to have more first taste. Um, doing like so you know, I guess like really happy to people joining at that time. And, like whatever, so I'll just tell people because I'm pretty, uh, pretty open, pretty good to uh, to people who because I think that's a great part of living. I would say is well, like. It's, 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 yeah. I got I got Wayne control on the street. See you, guy. Trying to see Wayne just had to break the whole internet today. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. Coming next week, like we have to do fucking Sandcaster because then we wouldn't have this issue at all. We'll we'll talk after this. Um. So when he says like you like you got like this adventurous spirit or whatever.
I love writing and making stuff, but I also find the need to have at least one collaborator. Like I need somebody to bounce ideas off of, or else I feel like I'm just spinning my tires. Do you feel something similar or can you just like get it cranking by yourself or is having other people essential for your projects? I would say it's very, um, it's very project dependent. Um, when it comes to like, for example, for my book, a lot of that is like personal experience kind of stuff. So I would, I consulted like, um, for example, like I, I worked with my mom who's, who was an English teacher for a ton of years on like, um, just like grammatical stuff and also just like some of the structuring, Mm -hmm. um, of the poems. And then I worked with a guy, great, great guy, um, named Griffin J. Elliott, um, who was living down in Nashville at the time. And he had actually, um, put out his own self-published work prior to me through Amazon as well. So it was good to like, he was like a friend of a friend. Uh, I met him through a really close buddy of mine down here and they're both like, um, TMs like touring, touring manager or tour managers for different bands. Um, and so that's how I kind of like cross paths with him. And he's a great poet too, really good poet. Um, and he helped me a lot with the formatting and some of the different, um, like how to, uh, kind of, uh, formatting of the different poems too. Cause I was so like, I was so meat and potatoes in the beginning with it, where it was just like left to right, just like straight down. Like it almost read like kind of like a list. And I was like, let's make this a little more poetic for lack of a, a better term, I guess. Like let's right. make this a little more um, aesthetically pleasing. Cause I know with poetry, like you can, you can uh, screw with the margins a lot and kind of uh, mess around with some of the different stuff to make it, make it jump out more for people. Um, but yeah. Yeah. So I've, I would say collaboration wise with music, I tend to gravitate a lot more to collaborating with somebody else. It's a lot harder for me to, to do something solo musically. Um, just cause I think with music, um, that, that human connection is so important, um, because you kind of bounce off of each other and like, there's that, that fifth element in the room, I guess that's kind of hard to, it's hard to like, explain i guess but it's just kind of that feeling of like when you're when you're um writing writing a song or putting something out that like um and it's with with somebody else that like is kind of on like a similar like wavelength with you like um that it just it just feels good i guess for lack of a better definition it's like okay well this is it makes it a lot easier the writing process and collaborating I can totally attest to that. And um, one of my longest friends on earth, um, we started a band like right after high school. We literally were just competing with each other. But after like, I write a song, writes a song. I write a song, he writes a song. And then at the end of it, both of, our, both of us are writing songs that sound like the other person. So we had like so tried to encapsulate <laughs> the other person and try to outshine them and outdo them. And we end up writing in each other's sounds like, hey, that's an hour song. Yeah, exactly. Hey, we got something that's, here. <laughs> like it's fun. It's come full circle, basically. Right, right. Uh-huh. I I guess, uh, no, I sorry. But, but one of my favorite things about being in a band is how you can like take every one in the band's their strength and then you 
write a song at your house, but you let the drummer do his thing. You don't dictate what he does. He does the thing that he hears, the thing that he has. The bass player does the same thing. And all of a sudden, the song that you wrote in your house sounds like something completely different. But everybody brings like their own preferences, their own way of playing into that. And that's one of the, like working with a lot of the musicians, it's one of my favorite things mm-hmm. is that something can sound so, so different. And one of the musicians that I respect the most, uh, one of the most fantastic guitarists alive today, Tom Me. Morello. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Me. everything he does sounds like Tom Morello, but he does it with so much respect for the the original. Mm-hmm. Uh, case in point, when he played with Bruce Springsteen, yeah, right. When he played with the E Street Band, it was so clear that this was Tom Morello doing this thing. You knew that this is the guitarist from All Your Slave and and Race Against the Machine. You 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 just instantly knew. But at the same and time. Garden. And so, no, he did not play in Soundgarden, you absolute pillock. He didn't? No. Ooh. That was Kim Thale. Yeah, Miles dude. Thale. What the fuck? How bad? Damn. <laughs> oh, oh, no, he, played, he did play with Chris, Chris Cornell in Audio Slave, but he did not play in Soundgarden. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. No, but, okay, was, my bad. That, that was the yeah. link that I fucked up. My bad. Yeah. Uh, no, but when he played with the E Street Band, he did not try to emulate what has been done before. He did his thing. Mm-hmm. But still, with a lot of respect for for the original, and it just came out like beautiful. It was it it was beautiful. You you got to hear a new element, a new new version of songs that you've heard so many times before. It was just just fantastic. And and that one of the things that makes Tom Morello great is that he's able to do all of these different things, but still keep that Tom Morello way of playing and his sound through it and put his flair on it without it being all consuming. Right. And to go back to like a, a previous point when we were talking about um, like artists or uh, famous people who are just genuinely good people. Like I had, it was right before I moved to Nashville. I had the, um, the privilege to, to get to meet Tom and like talk to no. him for, and it was, and talk to him for a really long time. And it was, he was just so humble and so nice. And just, it was really cool too. Cause it was at a, just the most random party. Um, and like he, he was there cause I think he had played at some like festival in the city earlier for, cause he was doing his night watchman stuff. Um, and a buddy and my we were with i was with a group of friends um and like we we just ended up at this part like we we went down down um to this area of town and it was like a lot of stuff was closed off kind of early so we we're like what what the hell like i thought this was and I, I mean i thought people would be like it was like a saturday night too it's like what's going on here so we got in an uber we're like, all right, just we told the driver, it's like, uh, just take us somewhere fun, I guess, <laughs> where wherever, and like, which could lead to so many bad scenarios. Yeah. <laughs> um, Why don't but, we go back to the garage? Right, exactly. <laughs> um, but I think it's because well, a part of it too is like he probably was just like blowing us off, but a part of it too is like one of the buddies in the group like um, could like could speak Arabic and the driver was Arabic. So they kind of hit it off a little bit. Um, and so he took us to like this cool spot in town. Um, 
and there was just this after party for like that festival or whatever. Um, and sure enough, Tom Morello's there. Um, no shit. And we just we just started hitting it off, talking about um, just geeking on music and everything. And he was just so humble and so nice. And the like the cherry on top was like, as the party was winding down, we were still like kind of on you know cloud nine. It's like, oh my god, look, Tom Morello's here. All these people. Like, <laughs> Uh, like fuck it, and then it got really random too, because fucking like Andrew Andrew Zimmer that was there, like the bizarre what? food guy. What? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> what is what is life? What is yeah, life? I like, okay, sweet. <laughs> I, I should have asked him if he had any like weird food on him or anything. Got I don't some know. cobra's penis that I keep in my pocket <laughs> at all times. Here, you want to taste? Um, but no, it was like as the party was winding down and like people were were heading out and stuff. Tom Morello like. He had no reason to do this whatsoever, but he made a point to like come back and like wish us luck, like with everything and like tell us like to keep going and stuff. And that was really, I still hold on to that uh, to this day. Like it was very inspiring. Um, and it's like, he didn't have to do that, but he, he wanted to because he loves music and he like yeah. wants to continue, you know, continue to pass the torch, I guess, and like continue to inspire people. So, so Dan, you seem to be like of the same age group as all of us. And sorry mm -hmm. for all of you non-musically inclined people. I know this is probably very boring. Oh, Brenna, you love music. Get out of here. Um, <laughs> you should hear her. Like usually before the show, I'll like I'll play a couple tracks to get us like in the vibe and get us in the mood. Brenna is going off. Her dance moves in a seated position unparalleled y'all not I fucking can't play with... an instrument i can't sing i can't do anything with music whatsoever but you're but you're an enjoyer you're a listener you're... i i have so many good musicians surrounding me so it's really really fun to listen to guitar players and trumpet players and piano players so i do mm -hmm. appreciate I, I appreciate people who have that kind of skill because i do not um and what you're saying, Dan, kind of goes directly with what I was going to like bring up next, which was Tom Morello's masterclass and the fact that he is so open and willing to share so much with people. Mm -hmm. I have a theory. He doesn't want to listen to bad music for the rest of his life. <laughs> <laughs> That's that, that could very well be the case. Because <laughs> I mean, we go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. You finish. I have one more. I have one request from the chat. Uh, okay. Later. Um, it's um, because the more and more I listen to shit, the older, older, olderier I become, and like the more curmudgeon-y I get about things, uh -huh. I'm like, oh, they're not even fucking trying. Yeah. I'm like, oh, look, you're fucking sucking guitars out of tune. You don't hear <laughs> that? And I just get like super nitpicky, and I and and I've become snobby. In mm -hmm. my in my in my early thirties, mid thirties now, I I always want to help young musicians at this point because I'm like, heaven forbid these little assholes become famous and they can't stop doing the four like the four bar fucking structure for everything, four bar intro, four bar uh, uh, pre chorus, four bar. That's like I have to t I have to mentor them so I don't have to listen to suck on the radio <laughs> for the rest of my life. Right. <coughs> go ahead, Jonathan. And before we go to the request from the chat, is that one of the greatest bands of all times, the Beatles, had 28 number one Billboard hits. 
Fucking hell. 28. Do you know how many of these songs, that of the 28 number one Billboard hits that they had, followed the Ford four chord pro- pro- progression? The uh, uh, E, G, minor, C shit? Yep. G minor, you know the the, the one that every pop song that has been released for like like the last ten years follows. You know the Jason Rash, uh, you know bubbly, all of that stuff. How many? How many of the twenty eight number one Billboard hits that Beatles had follows the four chord progression? Twenty nine. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Probably <laughs> like maybe two. Is my guess. Oh, probably none. Just, one. Just, just one. one. Let yeah. it be. Yeah. That's the only number one Billboard hit. Number one hits that Beatles had. That's followed that progression. And listen to pop music today. You can play those four chords. G, C, A minor, D. Right? And play basically every song mm-hmm. that's out there like uh what 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 they call again that's uh axis of insanity or axis of um oh, they have this like uh, viral youtube clip oh, on the four yeah, chord yeah, song. yeah 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 um i know axis you're talking of, about uh, awesome i like yeah, i like axis, where this is going yeah. so i have a question so, after you go no, yeah so what if we started making music like the Beatles, the Stones, Led Zeppelin, Jefferson Airplane, Grateful Dead? Again, that doesn't we'd follow make, that. We'd make no because money. Because some, some executive somewhere has decided that this is how a pop song is supposed to sound like. And then every pop song that we've heard for the last 15 years, you know, Shallow by Lady Gaga, Jason Rice, I'm Yours, you know, all of these songs just follow that chord progression and because that's how a pop song is supposed to sound yep but what if we stop dumbing down our audience and actually give them good music yeah I mean, what, what will happen then i mean that album did really good when they when they brought out good music yeah, um that's a kind that, of that me, y'all didn't get it sorry Go that ahead. reminds me of my next uh <laughs> my next question to jartan so jartan you know who was number one for the most billboard hits but who's very, very fastly catching them? I have no idea. Drake. Okay. <laughs> the Beatles have so overall Drake has the most top tens, which is forty. And the Beatles have thirty-four. The Beatles will never make another album. Um, but number one's the Beatles okay. the Beatles overcame Drake. Well, obviously the Beatles were always on top with the most number ones. But Drake is coming up. He's only got like seven. He needs seven more to uh, to tie the Beatles. He needs eight to pass them. Yeah, I think that it's it's. I think that we are dumbing down the audience. I think that people long for something else, something different. But we we also have to think about the fact that with the diversity in music and styles and all that that we have now it's it's a lot different right it's a lot more difficult yeah like back in the beginning of the 60s basically you had two styles you were even a square or a hippie that was basically you know you followed convention or you were a hippie you you kind of had those two choices now you have 
you know, so many subcategories of everything. It's like golf, hardcore, dadcore, uh, I don't know, hipster. Emo, emo punk, all that. Yeah. So, He's like, so can I push back on one thing you said? And and yeah. it's and and Dan, feel free to weigh in on this. I don't okay. know that it's um the audience is being dumbed down. I think um I think people in earlier generations were lucky to not have I mean they you know I I'll even take that back. There were bad bands in the Zeppelin era. Yeah. Not everybody mm-hmm. was deep purple. There was a bunch of trash out there then. But deep purple a lot later, but okay. How do you well, I'm think just, about I'm just, I'm just I'm just saying <laughs> that there's like as long as there's been good bands, there's been bad bands as well. Uh, according to what we think is good and bad, you know, objectively good, objectively bad. Like there's people been people like Anvil. There's I been, don't. There's always been crappy bands out there. I think people are just they have more access to more music. And that access kind of inflates what is and what isn't good. But I don't know that those two things kind of correlate because I, don't, I wouldn't say that there's less good bands because there's tons of guys making shit like that's, that's dropping tomorrow, with, let's say. And they are incredibly mm-hmm. talented. Everything, the lyrics are amazing. Like, there's a lot of really good music out there, but we just now have access to more bad. Yeah. But not mm-hmm. everybody's going to be the super sleuth to find the good music anymore. So I don't know. Let's that take everyone's hold. On. So it's not. It's not that I don't think like the consumer is dumber. I just think if you're not trying really, really, really hard, it is difficult to find the better music because it's it the 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 farm is overpopulated with fucking bullshit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right. Let's Dan, take, uh, go. No, let let let's stand and go first. Then Cortez, then me. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. No. Yeah. I I completely agree with. Um, I think that there is. Um, it's specifically um, when we are talking about like pop music and like the four chord formula and what pop music is now. There is definitely like an oversaturation of one specific sound or one specific like thing that is just constantly getting spewed at you to where then if you're looking at pop music objectively then it's like man this has really kind of taken a dive from where we were like things it's all it's all so um every it's just so like conglomerized and like everything is just so so much the same but like what you're saying mikey is that i which i agree with is that there is so much more option now out there and that you do have to do a little more digging but that's also nice to be able to have that um option to dig like because there are great there are a ton of great um new artists and musicians coming out all the time um even today that are that are reshaping their genre or doing doing different things or they don't even have to reinvent the wheel, but they'll put out something that is is authentically theirs. And I so I think that there is there's um good evidence for that too. And so like overall, I would say since there's a lot since the market is a lot more open, um, it can lead to a lot more trash on the surface. 
but if you sift through it, it kind of balances itself out more or less um, to where, and it's just nice that there's so much more option, I think, for for music listeners and people that want maybe something different or they want to have more of the same, but just um, different bands and artists kind of doing that sound that they like. Um, right, right. Oh yeah, that's. I guess that's my two cents on it. I mean, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take something that you said and then you know throw my own spin on it towards the end. Mm-hmm. You have the artist that you mentioned earlier, Jartan, which is Lady Gaga. If you go pre 2009 Lady Gaga, she is nothing like post 2009 Lady Gaga, and the reason behind that was because she was making music that the label wanted her to make, and she was portraying the image they wanted her to portray. When she stepped outside her bag and started doing what she wanted to do, like not saying that she wasn't a superstar already because she already was a superstar. She already had four number one hits by the time that she came out with um, everything weird that she did on the other album that I'm not going to mention because Lady Gaga, you're not giving me any revenue right now. But um, <laughs> Sorry about that. Sorry about that, girl. I still feel for you right here. Um, that happens a lot when it comes to who you sign with. Um, and I, I parlay this into everyone's favorite rapper, Lupe Fiasco, and how his music that he could be put could have put out that we probably will never hear is, um, I mean, me and Mike waited for, what, seven years for that album, Mike? You waited, I believe, seven years for that album to drop. And he's still got two more that he refuses to give us, which I have my own problems with that. But um, he's better than 99% of anything else that comes out in that genre. And we're probably never going to be able to hear it. And even the stuff that is better that's released, most people don't even know it exists. Hmm. And he's and he's mainstream. Some people don't have it. I don't have it because that would mean I downloaded things illegally. So I wish I could hear it too. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> My my point, the point that I was trying to that I want to make before we we wrap this up is that have you ever heard of the the jam study? What's the jam study? Huh? Okay, the, the jam study is a, a study uh, made somewhere in the nineties where they uh, switched from having six different kinds of jam to having twenty four, and when they had six jars of jam people were more likely to buy jam than if you had 24. And this has been replicated many times with ice cream, with, with, with you know, different food items, which basically... Like edibles? Behind the... What? Like edibles? Like if I I'm have... I'm afraid of needles, dude. Um, 24 apps? Shut up. Oh. Don't you... Hey, you need a needle for those, don't you? And Jared said it happens in voting, too. So if you have too many choices, you that does not always make you happier. It does not always make it easier for you to choice. So having multiple choices, the theory behind this is that having multiple choices is not always for the better. Right? You it does not make it easier for you to choose, and it does not make you have it have a easier choice. Like if you had vanilla, strawberry, and chocolate ice cream in front of you. Like, you know, pretty easy to make a choice, isn't it? But if you have, you know, 16 flavors of gelato, 16 flavors of regular ice cream, 16 flavors of frozen yogurt in front of you, now all of a sudden we're up to 48 fucking flavors that you have to choose from. Like, what do you want? 
at some point you just go like, nah, nah. I, 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 I can't, I can't decide. I'll just fuck off. I'll have a cup of coffee or something. I don't know. There's a famous chain that uh, did that. It was called 31 Flavors Baskin Robbins. They changed the name to just Baskin Robbins because 31 flavors, they had 31 flavors every single time you went in and it was confusing. Uh, yeah. First of all, fuck you, Cortez. That was my first fucking job over there by Food for Less. <laughs> that was my shit. I used to fucking hook motherfuckers. Man, I was the best I ice cream. I was the best ice cream scooper this side of Mississippi. I did my thing. <laughs> I love me some Bicycle Robbins. That was my first, first job at like 15. Oh, I well, was so proud flavors, of that $6 man. an hour I earned. Oh, so proud. I still call it 31 flavors. That's how you know we old. And then the second example that I'm going to make is when a famous interview with Frank Zappa, I think it's about 72, 73, that, around there somewhere, um, where he says that the reason we have a lot of good music was because back in the 60s, you know, the, the guy sitting at the top, uh, top of the, the record label, he said, I don't understand this music. Um, but it's probably good for the kids. I'm going to release it. So he released the album. And then it boom, like it just blew up. It was enormous. And then he was like, okay, I need to get one of these hippies in here to tell me how to do this again because I don't know. So he employed a hippie. And the hippie got a suit and a corner office. And now he knew everything about music, about yeah. good music. And he started telling people what good music was. So all these people in the exec in in the executive positions in the record industry, they know everything. They know what good music is. They know what sells. They know what good pop music is. And I think Frank Zappa has a very good point here. I think that is pretty close to how it went. It was. I don't. I don't say it was better when it was you know rich man at the top making all the moves, but we have also come to such a point where the people at the top don't have a like let's wing it let's see if this works mm -hmm. or they start just throwing money at things yeah. and then saying well someone told me this is gonna work yeah. so yeah. here's a hundred million dollars make it work <laughs> yeah is it because that you think then it's like the in terms of like the how the record company or the like execs would think of it like is the margin of error just so slim then because there's so much money on the line right. that it's like, yeah. it we, can't we, we can't deviate from this cookie cutter kind of process of like the next, here's the next pop artist. We know that because we've done the digital analytics or whatever. We've, we've punched the numbers like this, <coughs> this person's your next, your next high seller. And, so we and, can't get away from this. And not even to like clown anybody else because whoever makes their bag, however they make it, do your fucking thing. But it is very often that artists and musicians are force-fed to us until they're popular. I'm not going to bring up Lizzo. No one cared about her. But all of a sudden, she has a tiny desk. She has 13,000 things on the internet. And now she has a Grammy. Several Grammys. It's like, now where the hell did you come from? For what, though? Why does she have a Grammy? I still don't know why. I mean, I listened to some of her music. It's it's good. It's not oh, better. It's, it's got catchy tunes. It's got some, some of the tunes are catchy, but the music is. It's it's it. Yeah, it can be catchy, but you didn't beat everybody else in your category. Thank you. You were more popular than them, 
but no one knows why you're so popular. Like no one knows how you blew up so fast. And in, in that corporate machine, those those guys in suits can just they can take Brenna, put an auto tune on her, give her a look, put a hundred million dollars behind her, and she will not miss. It is just set up in such a way with the way streaming works and the way that all everything is calculated. Brenna wins every time. Like you literally have no chance against her if you're a girl in her upstairs in her room just rec recording guitar and doing things herself. Like no one will ever hear that. And uh, uh, Doorknob had had a, a and actually a, a surprisingly succinct answer. It's usually something like sexual or some sort of innuendo. No, this was actually really good. I was surprised. Um, him said, oh, I just lost it. Um, and Doorknob it says a uh, signal to noise ratio issue, uh, reference finding the good music. And that's kind of what we were talking about before. It's like, there's so much stuff out there now that it's making, um, instead of being its own signal, it's just providing noise to make the real signals hard to find. Mm. Well, uh, Dan, you have been an excellent guest. Can we, can we borrow you for a little bit of time in the after party? We're going to invite some people from the chat in and they can all hang out and chat with you. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. But that before we leave, but before we leave, because I'm going to do, I, I did intros. I'm going to do outros as well. Dan, would you, no, no, no. Put Dan on the big one. Put Dan on. Dan, would you mind reading us something out of your book? Yeah, yeah, sure. Ooh, yes. Yeah. Ooh. Sure. Um, Calm down, do brother. Want... All right, so the book is in three sections. It's uh, part one is in darkness, part two is in search, and part three is in freedom. What would you darkness, like? Darkness, always darkness. Darkness. Darknesses. <laughs> Darknesses. Okay. Let's find one. That's one of my favorite British bands, The Darkness. The Darkness, yeah. Believe in a thing called love. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's see here. Um... Uh, let's see. I'm trying to find a good one. Well, they're all they're all good, of course. <laughs> Wait, there you go. <laughs> um, we can. I'll. I can give you two because they're pretty quick. If you don't mind. Yeah, for sure, dude. Um, the first one is titled "2020," as if we haven't had enough of that. Um, and here it goes. Uh, cancellation is in the air. A humorless snake charmer of distant stares. We all used to care. At least I think we all used to care. I guess I should never dare to provoke the cancellation in the air. Sometimes the world seems so square. To you and me, it's a disease of despair. Why can't we float to new why can't we float to brand new affairs and bring the end of endless stairs? Or are we destined to stare at endless stairs? I can't explain why we used to care. Under siege of empty prayers. Why not follow stringent squares to find the brighter side of rotten affairs? I hope we still possess the means to care. We must decide what it is out there. Determine a better path for all to prepare. Walk the lines, but not to ensnare. Follow truths instead of lies that ensnare. Trust your head when they say beware. Cancellation is in the air. I hope we still possess the means to care. So there's that one. How do you, what's the appropriate response after a poem is read? I, I'm like, I feel like clapping is inappropriate. 
snaps. Guess, yeah, snaps. Yeah, let's do the do snaps. Like, let's do 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 the, yeah, let's do the snaps. Okay. I didn't know, I didn't know what my proper response was. It's like social cue. <laughs> Brain yeah, not guess, fully equipped. <laughs> act like you've been here, Mikey. I don't I don't know to hear. <laughs> um and I'll do one more from let's do uh, Jesus. What is that? Hounds of hell. Whose dog is that? Or is that a <laughs> I think that's a... That's my neighbor's oh, okay. shepherds. Um, this one okay, this one is in the in search section, so kind of like in the middle. Um, it's called Soon. Staring down the barrel of disaster, is this what death looks like? I never thought it'd look so clean. Hello there. I'll be with you soon. Screaming at the edge of salvation, is this what life sounds like? I never thought it'd sound so close. Hello there. I'll be with you soon. Sprinting through the fields of tomorrow, is this what time feels like? I never thought it'd feel so immediate. Hello there, I'll be with you soon. Spinning among the roses of yesterday, is this what love smells like? I never thought it'd smell so real. Hello there, I'll be with you soon. Thank you. Yeah. All right, guys, this is it. This has been Ben. Episode 61, what could go wrong? And basically everything that could go wrong <laughs> did go wrong, except for... Dan, make sure that you go to Amazon.com and buy his new book, Rebirth. Do it. And just 